0: Guys, I'm excited uh, this morning that uh, we have Pastor Jesse Cabrera from the Holland Res Life Church here with us to share a word. But would you stand and just welcome Jesse with a warm reload welcome this morning as he comes? You know, I asked Pastor Tom. I said, "Hey, have the, have the guy stay standing up for a second." That standing up was not for me. It's actually just an exercise I want to do with you. We're going to do some push-ups. No, I'm joking. Uh, you know, Bruce set it up uh, very well during worship. Um, I was just telling Pastor Tom that, I said, there's just a sweet presence in here. He said, it's been powerful lately, which is awesome. You know, the word vulnerable and men, you really don't hear those two things go hand in hand. But let me, let me share something with you really quick. We need to be vulnerable before God. You know, and vulnerable is just simply being ex- exposing our heart towards him so he can do a work in us. We can really take pride in our own hands and what we do and what we build because we're men, right? Oh, man, no, oh, we're men, right? Uh, okay, I'm at reload, right? I'm not at the, uh, in, I'm not at impact, am I? You know, I'm just making sure, just double checking, you know. Uh, and, and here's the thing, the reason why I'm saying this is because the very first thing in the morning we should be doing is be vulnerable before the Lord so he can do a work in us. So let's just go ahead and lift our hands in the air right now and just just surrender our day to him. You know, a lot of us are about to go to the office. A lot of us are going to go to the factories. A lot of us are going to hit the road. A lot of us are going to go maybe home and, and, and attend our families. Some of us are going to go to school. Wherever you're going, surrender this day right now. Maybe we woke up this morning and we had an agenda in our mind, what we're going to do. We planned it. We gamed it out. But let's be careful not to create our own agenda, and let's listen to the agenda of the Holy Spirit, because sometimes he's going to do something that you don't expect. Sometimes he's going to bring someone across your path so you can share some good news with. Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, that we surrender our day. We come with vulnerable hearts, vulnerable minds, Father God. Lord, through this word... Father, not my opinions, not my thoughts, let it be from the throne, Father. The words I speak, Father, let it be from heaven. And, Lord, let there be power that you minister to our hearts because we're open to you right now, Father God. Lord, let this be so personal, Father God, that when we talk about this message later, Lord, our conversations are different because that's how personal you were with us, Father God. And we declare that in Jesus' name. And all the men say Amen. amen. Now you may be seated. I didn't mean to insult you guys. You guys were chuckling earlier. But, man, you guys were too quiet. It's morning. I get it. It's, really, it's early in the morning. Hey, you know, uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, during worship, Bruce really talked about, you know, some of us are going through some pain, some troubles. And I thought he read my notes or something. I'm like, how did you know, man? But really, it's just the spirit of God moving. You know, today I'm going to be talking about rise above the pain in life. Uh, it, it, we go through garbage. We go through some junk. In life, there's pain that we go through. Uh, it, it's it's a journey that we walk through. You know, um, we don't desire it desire it. We don't we don't want to go through it. But reality is, life throws some curveballs at us. Agree? And so, even through my own personal stories, I can share so much with you guys. But I figure, you know what? Let me let me let me just share some some scripture from the Word. Uh, the other day, I was actually um, reminiscing. Now, I'm a Lions fan. Any Lions fans in here? Make some noise. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You don't have to be ashamed of it, you know. And if you remember the 2009 season, if you remember the 2009 season where Matt Stafford was uh, a rookie at the time and it was when he got that shoulder injury. It was that game, you know that game I'm talking about, right? That they just snuck by and 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 won the game. And it was just a great memory that I have. I remember thinking this guy's going to be awesome, but then he was out for like three years after that, and I'm like, I'm losing my hope, you know. And now he's doing pretty good. And anyways, going to that story, uh, I, I just decided to relive that moment, and I went to YouTube because YouTube has it all, right? And, and as I'm going through it, they showed a different perspective. It wasn't about the game; it was about the player and the attitude. And actually, I got a clip for you guys to watch. So let's watch, let's relive that moment for just a second. And I promise you there's a redemption side behind this clip, all right? We've wired more than 350 players. You're about to see the most dramatic, and you're going to see it unedited. One scene that runs four minutes and 17 seconds. The longest shot in the history of NFL films. Blue 20! Eight seconds remaining. Stafford takes the snap. Sets in the pocket. Rolls left. This is going to be it. He's got to get rid of it. Stafford sets. Looks. Now running back to his right. Stafford looking for somewhere to go. Sets and throws. Oh! oh. 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 Hey, hey, hey. Oh, he's... number 23. one-yard one line. Stafford is gonna have to come out of the game. Right, he's got It's a shoulder problem. Dante Culpepper will come in for one snap. The Lions will have one play an untimed play no time remaining on the clock because of the pass interference in the end zone it will be one play from the one. To talk to me buddy. Yeah. Shoulder. Get your breath. Oh. Shoulder. Dante Culpepper in the game at quarterback Matthew Stafford off the field injured. Everybody standing here at Ford Field. 37-31, Browns in the lead, the Lions tried to tie it, and then go ahead with the extra point. Third and final charge timeout. Cleveland. And the Browns call a timeout. You know what we've got to do is get you up there, get got time let to get Let me take it. a look, let me take a look, man. It's shoulder. more out on the shoulder. get your A.C. joint uh, or, you know what, I never done that. Hey, that's your timeout. I can play, right? No, 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 no Yeah, no, no, no. give me, get the, help me off. I can throw the ball if you need me to throw the ball. Hey, hey, hey. I'm ball, I'm ball. Is Stafford coming back in? I think Stafford will come back in the game. I did not think he was going to come back. Kind of stuff that endears you to a city. Well, what will endear him to a city right now is if they get in the end zone and Jason Hansen kicks the extra point to win it. see if that timeout comes back to haunt the Browns. It allowed Matthew Stafford to come back in. This is it. This is the game. Let's play. Let's have it! Last play of the game. Takes the snap. Rolls, goes ends up. Touchdown! Control line is out! It's out! How is it? I love you, man. That's out. What a finish! still hurt. It's unbelievable. That kid just showed some real grit. Oh, oh. Because he is still hurting. Oh. Oh. Jason Hansen for the extra oh. point to win the game. Oh. He's out, Coach. I don't know about right now, but he came out back in during that play. Come on, Jason, Hanson, what they pay you for, baby. Hanson ready. Snap good. Spot down. Kick on the way. It's up. It's good. And it's over. The Lions with a victory. You need X-rays. Yeah. Yeah. We just saw it, bro. We just saw yeah. it. But I, I, I don't know what to tell you, and I know you're hurt. Oh Great job. And isn't that funny how, like, when we have one spot that hurts, everyone touches it? <laughs> it just happens all the time. When my foot hurts, I stub my my toe, you know? You know, I, I, I really, I'm ready for the fall, by the way, when I watch that clip. I'm so ready for this fall. But anyways, uh, you know, I, I was really thinking about the message that I had, and I really want to speak what, what the scriptures say, but I felt like that was a perfect example of what I'm trying to bring, what, the point I'm trying to say. You know, when we look at Stafford and what he went through, there was obviously pain, and he had to make a decision. Will I go or not? If you remember in the beginning, when he first got hurt, he yelled out the number, anybody here? 11, that's right. And if you know the history behind it, that's the back of court quarterback, Dante Culpepper. And we all know he wouldn't have done anything. We would have lost that day. And so what I'm just saying right now is my opinion. But, but he yelled it out because he pretty much was done when he faced some pain. On the ground, not moving, surrounded, people telling him not to move. But he had a decision to make. And that decision was to, to rise up above that pain, saying, I can still do this. Let, put me back in the game. And obviously we saw what happened, and he wins the game. I believe a lot of times we put ourselves in those types of positions or we face those positions in life. You know, we, we, we go through a trial, could be a marriage. We go through maybe work issue or, or we just go through some garbage in life. We go through some pain in life and we have a decision to make. And that decision is, will I call it quits or will I rise above the pain and keep going for God's kingdom? You all know that you have a calling, Correct. You guys know there's something that God has in store for you even today, correct? You see, you have a field to go to. It may, it may be work, like I said, it may be home, it may be uh, or elsewhere on the road, but that field is some, some place that God wants you to play in. And if you're going through a trial in life, God doesn't want you out of the game. Now, you have every uh, free power and will to call it quits, but you also have the power to rise up and say, you know what, I'm just going to continue to play. And really, my encouragement is play hurt then. Because God will bring the miracle with inside. Now, yeah, it was football. I figured, guys, it'd be awesome. But let me talk about God for a little bit and what God has in store for you guys. When we face pain, what pain does, it puts us in a position to make a decision in life. And here's the thing. You make the decision, no one else should, for your personal life. You know, God wants you to rise up. God wants you to move forward. But you are going to have doubtful thoughts rising up. You are probably going to have some people that come around and say, hey, hey, stay down. You're hurt. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it for you. Your thought might be, you know what, God, you could just put somebody else in. I can't do this. I'm all messed up. And the thing is, that's the perfect opportunity for the enemy to come in and stop us from all that we're doing. You know, the one person I think about in the scriptures uh, that I really didn't have, and uh, an, I wasn't planning to talk about him, but I, I'm now, is, is Joseph from the Old Testament. You probably saw the movie, uh, you know, King of Dreams or whatever it's called. But we all know that, that Joseph went through some pain in his life. A man of God, by the way, a man who served and loved and lived for God. was sold into slavery, betrayed by his brothers, went to prison for something he did not do, he was accused of doing. But through that pain, Joseph, if you read the scriptures carefully, Joseph rose to the occasion every single season he was in. He was still faithful. It was a trial. It was pain. But every single moment he rose to the occasion and God positioned him in in a place where he was able to be an influence to a nation. Think about that for a second. Because he decided not to throw in the flag. He decided, I don't care what I'm going through, I don't care how hurtful this is, I'm going to play hurt and I'm going to keep moving. Men, you're in the same position as well. You're in the same exact position where if you go through something in life, you have every right and you have every authority in Christ Jesus to say, I'm going to make the decision to go above and beyond. Uh, Jesus said this in John chapter 16, verse 33. He pretty much told us that we're going to face troubles in this earth. If you didn't know that, I'm telling you that right now. And if someone told you that Christianity is going to be easy, they lied to you, okay? They straight up lied to you because it's a mission that we have to do, and it's called the Great Commission to reach people that need Jesus. But I love that scripture because just a little bit later what he says is this, take heart for I, Jesus, have overcome the, that's right, I have overcome it. And here's the thing, when we rise above the pain in life and we trust and put it in Jesus' hands, he takes those troubles, gives us the grace to go to the other side or take us wherever he needs us to go for for that instance. Here's here's the deal, life's going to throw things at you. The devil's going to throw the kitchen sink at you if he can. But it's our decision to rise up and say, you know what, I'm going to do this for God's glory and for God's kingdom. Not saying that is God's will for your life because he does not want us to go through pain. But let me say this. Learn from these trials as you're going so your faith can be stronger in Christ as you move forward. Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bible, that's awesome. If you have your Bible, make some noise. I'm just curious. (laughs) Good, man, that's, that's amazing. You bring your Bible everywhere you go, okay? But Romans chapter 12, first verse, two verses, if you don't have your Bible, you can look up over here. It says, brothers and sisters, Paul says, brothers and sisters, in view of all we have just shared about God's compassion, I encourage you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let's pause there for a second. He encourages us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. That word sacrifice is pretty tough to to kind of digest when we have to sacrifice something. You know, Paul continues and goes on, he says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice dedicated to God and pleasing to him. This kind of worship is appropriate for you. In other words, when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, when we say, okay, God, not my will, your will, when we do that, God calls that an act of worship. It's an act of worship when you say, yes, God, I'm going to do it your way. And even if I go through some garbage in this thing or I'm facing this type of trial and I rise above it, God says that's an act of worship. And I'm activated in your life. Continue on in verse two. It says, don't become like the people of this world. In other words, he's saying, uh, you know, don't have a mindset or a mentality of what's the easy way out of this? Because I believe the easy way out is just I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And he says, don't have that. Don't don't become like the people of this world with the with an easy way out mentality. Instead, he says, change the way you think. I'll say that again. Change the way you think. Now, think about that for a second. How do you think? And now how does God think? how God thinks is probably doesn't line up the way you think. And that's why God says you need to change the way and align it according to the word and what I have for you. Then he says this, then you will always be able to determine what God really wants. What is good, what is pleasing, and what is perfect. Again, going back to offering your bodies as a living sacrifice. We talked about sacrifice is really not easy to digest, but it's something that God is saying, hey, in his word, we need to offer ourselves. And here's the deal. You don't find a definition of sacrifice in Google or, 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 or in the dictionary, but what you really see the word and the definition of sacrifice is through the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. You know, when Jesus, when Jesus came to this world, he came with the mission. He knew he was going to endure the cross. He knew it. But what made him sacrifice himself for all of mankind? Think about it. Anybody? Say it. Love is one of them, okay? Love in the Father. But here's, here's those are great answers, by the way, great answers. But this is why he looked at the cross and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay my life down because he saw resurrection at the other end. He saw resurrection that he was going to come out of it. And not only that, he saw resurrection in you and in me. He knew if I endure this for love because of love of all mankind, I know there's resurrection life on the other side. I know that all mankind can be restored if they come to me, and that alone is the definition of sacrifice. So, how do you reflect that? Who has you version? Anybody on your on your on your on your phone? All right, we got a lot of you guys. What was today's uh, um, verse of the day? Anybody? Don't be pulling out your phones now. I want to <laughs> come on. I'm testing you guys right now. It's Ephesians five one. I'll just tell you right now. It's Ephesians five one. Therefore, imitate uh, your Heavenly Father as dearly beloved children. I absolutely love that verse. Actually, reality is that's probably my number one go-to verse because it's an opportunity to reflect what Jesus did here on earth in my life today. And Jesus lived and preached and talked and and walked everything out the way he wanted me to do it. And so for me to be the living sacrifice is literally just a reflection of what Jesus was doing here on earth. Now, I don't have to be nailed to a cross because he did that for me. But I know I can give up my old habits and my old ways. I can stop yelling at my children. I can stop bossing my wife around. I can stop doing because it's not my way. It's his way. Am I talking to anybody here? I can be a coworker that's pleasant, even when my boss, I just want to call him some colorful language. I can, I can, you have that ability in you because you are a living sacrifice. And because you're a living sacrifice, the Spirit of God is gonna enable you to do the impossible when you think it's impossible for me to do that. Because I just grew up this way. But God is saying this: in me, all things are possible. Am I speaking to somebody here? All things are possible here. You know. You have a calling. I'm taking the next couple of minutes to talk about a calling real quick. For some reason, there's a belief out there, not with you guys, but out there, that if you're not a pastor or any type of leadership role in the church, then you're not really tight with God. And so my prayer is not that effective. My 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 calling's not that my, my my job's really not my calling. You know, I have to really be in the church to be in a calling. And that's false. Because let me tell you something, God is looking for for men of God to be lawyers, men of God to be in the office, men of God to be doctors, men of God to be truck drivers. God is looking for that because there's a playing field out there. I love my position. Don't get me wrong. I love what God, the calling he's given me to lead a church, lead people to Christ. But I still lived the days when I worked at Gentex. If you guys didn't know that, I worked at Gentex for about five years. And I loved it because it was an open field for me just to connect with people. I have a quick testimony. I had one guy in in there who was my trainer, my trainer alone, teaching me the ropes and everything. He had a bad history in the gang world, and he knew who I was as well, too. And I really wasn't into, into the gang life, but I was very close. And so it was very awkward for him to train me on some things, but I just wanted to share the love of Jesus, and I wanted to be a living sacrifice at that moment. And within seven days of that Of that training session, and just communicating with him, what ends up happening is I had an opportunity to lead him to Jesus. He accepts Jesus on the line today is serving at our church, his wife 's serving at our church his in laws are in church, his children are in church his brother in laws are in church and we 're working on one more brother in law to come to church, which I have a meeting with him next week it 's just awesome. It's a chain reaction. It's the kingdom of God. It's the order that God established because I simply wanted to live for God and accept the call that he had for my life. And it was not on a pulpit, guys. It was on a line. It was on a line. And here's the thing. (laughs) I was just talking about this last night. If you are working somewhere and you're getting paid, you have a vocation to be a man of God. You're getting paid to be the example of Jesus in that field. Think about that for a second. You know, there are a lot of times where we're like, God, get me out of this, this hole. I don't want to be in this anymore. It's so dark. I need a place where it's going to be light. Then if you have that, if you just want to be in light, you're not making an impact for God's kingdom. It's good. You're saved. And you know, you'll probably go to heaven. It's awesome. But we're not doing the calling that God has for us. And for us to be in a position in darkness while we're the light, God's put you right where you needed to be at because let me tell you something, darkness doesn't run to light, does it? Nope. What did the scriptures tell us to do? Light go to darkness. Darkness will flee. Darkness will flee. So maybe you have that prayer of God, get me out of here. Let me challenge you on that. How about you say, God, I'm here anyways. I'm getting paid. Thank you, number one. Okay. Thank you so much. But what can I do to shed some of your light? into this world, in this dark world. You're needed there. You're called there. And so the thing is, here's this. We have to rise above this pain that we go through. When you realize there's a greater uh, uh, mission on the field that God has put in you, you don't have to go to Africa for this. You can just clock in and you're in your mission field. Okay, but when you realize there's a great mission field out there, you'll realize, man, my problems, the pain I'm going through, I'm willing to go through because God's going to deliver me from it anyways. And I'm going to get to the other side. But in the process, I'm going to keep moving forward. So here, here's what I want to say. We, uh, we rise above pain when we keep our hopes alive and recognize there's a reward at the end. There's a reward. Now, we saw something that was pretty cool with the Detroit Lions, but that's something temporal. It's just a victory, you know, and, and on the field. And I, here's the thing. God has a greater reward for us on this uh, while we're here and then when we get to where we need to be at the end of the whole thing. And God says, if you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, you realize there's a prize at the end for you. That alone, when you recognize that, will give you the motivation and the power to say, God, I will keep going. Let me talk to marriages for a little bit. I don't know why I'm going to go in this area, but here we go. Marriages, y'all know that when we get married, we still have to work at it, correct? So so, you, you know, some of you guys are like, I don't know, I don't know. No, no, no I'm I'm going to I'm give you some truth right now. You need to continue to work at it. You can't expect it to not flourish if you're not working at it. And that means working at it requ- requires now, it's no longer just my decision, but it's our decision on what we do. It's no longer I can just get up and go. It's a, now I want to be on the same page with my wife. And when you have that mindset, you start seeing my marriage is starting to flourish. But if you still have the same mindset as a person who's not married in a marriage, things probably won't go that well because you're not sacrificing your ways anymore for the union, the good of the union that was created between you and your wife. That's just the power of God when you, when you become that living sacrifice. I'm going to close it with four points. Got a few minutes. Got to close it with four points. How to rise above the pain. Number one, you ready? Is this take control of your life. Take control of your life. You are in control. No one else but you. God has gift, gifted you with a life here on earth, a journey here on earth. And while you're here, take people with you to the kingdom of heaven. Take control of your life and say, I am going to choose to rise up on what I need to do. Number two, surround yourself with the right company. You can't have excuses of the people that are around you and say, well, they're dragging me down. No, how about you lift them up then? But put yourself up. I think reload every Tuesday. Who, who, by the way, who's faithful that comes almost every Tuesday here? Make some noise. This is some good company. I come. I, I travel from Holland. It's a, it's, a, it's a big, big sacrifice. Go, go, go figure. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long journey for me, about a 30-minute journey. And so I'm really able to come only in the summertime because my kids go to school. I take them there. But let me tell you something. Every single time I'm here, I just sense God. And here's the thing. It's not because we play the music. All right. Which, by the way, is phenomenal. But it's because of the, of the people that are, are surrounding me. And it's you guys. I don't know every one of you guys, but I can sense the God in you guys. And that is uh, what's the word? Um, that is contagious. That is uh, just uh, tangible. And so imagine somebody that doesn't know Jesus in your area while you're being influenced by you guys, each other. They're, gonna, they're not going to recognize Jesus, but they're going to recognize something good in you, and you're just going to give the glory to Jesus. So surround yourself around that right company so you can continue to be built up for God's kingdom. Number, number three, let your pain, if you're going through something, let your pain steer your growth. You will learn something out of this if you just stay the path, stick the course, follow and obey what God has for you. You will find growth. Both in every position that you go through, every pain that you go through, God says it's a season, you'll get out of it, you'll be okay, continue to be faithful. And the last one to close it out is this, don't worry about what you can't change, but be relentless about what you can change. Okay? Don't, 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 don't throw the fits because I just can't get to that and change that. But be relentless on what's at arm's reach right now, because God has put that at arm's reach. We can, we can bicker, we can complain, or we can praise him and say, God, for those that are arm's reach or for things that are around me, I'm able to just uh, be relentless and just uh, grow in these areas. In other words, don't focus on your weaknesses, but focus on your strength and trust God through your weaknesses. He will use that. That's how you rise above the pain. You know, I really wish I could have one-on-ones with you guys so to hear you guys personally. But if I could, again, a few minutes, if I could just say one thing, this is what I say. When you're surrounded by doubt, when you're surrounded by by the pity party, or when you just want to throw the white towel, I said it earlier, expose yourself before God. Be vulnerable and let him do a work in you. Pain is not evil unless... We let it conquer us. It's not, it's not evil unless we allow it to conquer us in our decision making, in our attitude, in our, the way we talk to each other, how we treat each other. Uh, and on the last one is pain is not inevitable, but suffering is optional. You don't have to suffer while you go through pain. Because Jesus says his grace is renewed every morning. Every morning, he says, your, your mind can be renewed every single day if you meditate on his word day and night. Let me, let me pray for you guys. Let's all close our eyes and bow our heads. You know, I just really wanted to get to a point and just kind of give a punch in this one where, where, yeah, we are all going through something in life. But let me tell you something. If this is the first time maybe you heard uh, of a message this way or maybe this is the first time you're here Or maybe you really haven't made that commitment. Let let me tell you something. The only way you can do it is not under your own strength, but it's in the strength of Christ Jesus. And the Bible tells us if we call out to the name of Jesus, He will come and rescue us. If we we acknowledge that we need a Savior, He is there in the moment. So I'm going to give a quick uh, um, call. You want to make a decision for Jesus? Say, look, Lord, I just need you. I am going through some garbage. I'm going through some. I need I need a Savior right now to start leading. Every direction, every step that I take. On the count of three, that's you, just shoot your hand up. One, two, three, shoot your hand up right now. I see your hand. I see your hand. This is your time between you and God. I know it can be a wrestle right now, should I raise my hand or not? But this is your time right now. I just simply want to lead you in a prayer. Anybody else in this room? Anybody else? Awesome. Well, men, we had a couple of guys that raised their hand. We're going to do this as a, as a body, as a church. Well, just so everyone put one hand over your heart. And just repeat after me. Say, God, thank you. Thank you for eternal life. I recognize I'm a sinner. And that I messed up. But Father, I also recognize you are a good father. And that you sent Jesus to wipe away my sins. So Lord, forgive me. I ask for your spirit to come into my heart. Make me brand new. The pain I walk through in life, those seasoned moments, I just thank you I learn and I draw near to you. I choose to rise above the pain. And I thank you that you deliver me from every single one. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And we all celebrate by saying, Amen and amen. Thanks, guys, for having me out here.